guys, we are here for a limited time only. Where'd what? Dane go? What? what the fuck just happened? Okay, you know what? We're gonna keep we're gonna keep it like this, and we're just gonna keep going because I shouldn't have introed. You should have introed. We're off to a rousing start. Apparently, I still haven't paid Zoom. I don't know what's going on with that. And um, we only have we're on a time we're on a shot clock here. Damn it. Okay, Tyler, how are you? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Cultural Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host and current boyfriend of a woman, a listener, in fact. Chris Marler. Okay, she so I think she's a new listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oops. Sorry. Dan's here. Hey, Dan's here. <laughs> yeah, wrong, wrong Dan. button. <laughs> wrong button. Sorry about that. I was so just we are recording. Yeah, we are recording. Back. Yeah, so what does that mean? We have like 30 minutes left now? Yeah, we're on shot clock here. Um, <laughs> we've got less than 30 minutes. So here's, here's the plan. Uh, because Tyler and Dan, as, as both... Uh, as you guys would probably assume and imagine they were um, responsible adults and organized and reached out at a reasonable time uh, this afternoon, maybe this morning. I don't know. And we're like, Hey, are we recording tonight? Here's the plan. And I was like, yeah. And then at eight 53, we were recording, it's supposed to record at eight 30. I already pushed it back to nine. I was like, Hey, we need to add a couple things because stuff happened this weekend. So <laughs> what we're going to do instead, we're going to, um, we're going to just have a fun episode where we just talk, um, I guess probably shit to each other. And then also our favorite NFL draft prop bets. Something we do every year. It's a lot of fun. We'll talk a little bit about the draft too. I did a deep dive this weekend. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, you get really excited about that. And then we'll have another episode this week where we have a couple of guests recapping LSU spring game, Ole Miss's spring game. Um, and, uh, and then also the NFL draft with Chuck Smith, who has been training a lot of the defensive defensive uh, linemen and edge rushers that are obviously um, going to be a huge impact in this year's draft, especially in the top 10, top five picks. Take it away. So I was a little disappointed to hear that Dan, our resident LSU fan, knows nothing about the spring game. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go out and say it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I will say this. I've got a little bit of built-in excuse. Uh, I don't know if we've had Matt Moscona on before, but I had asked Scone, uh, even with uh, for those of you that don't know, afternoon host, uh, 104.5 uh, ESPN in Baton Rouge, and I'd asked him, you know, could LSU ever, even with a new head coach, have like what Kirby had with 93K Day, or with uh, what uh, Oklahoma fans are now all of a sudden uh, assuming that they're going to win a national title uh, with uh, the fact that they had a uh, sold-out stadium for their spring game, but not to mention the fact that uh, Baker Mayfield does indeed look like Dennis from <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in his statue Marler, you were 100 on with it which by the way to side tangent here maybe just to uh, kind of deflect from the original point there of uh, what i was brought up uh, so uh, thanks for the credibility help right there with the uh, with the listeners out there the um, of this, this podcast of course of course so what is the deal with like statues not looking like people and then the other one that just uh, always just bothers me to no end is bobblehead day at ballparks and it's like Hey, it's a Dansby Swanson bobblehead giveaway at the Braves game. And it's like a clean shaven guy, like, you know, like for the face. And it's like, it looks nothing like him. What, what's the deal here? I, I don't, I don't hey, understand it. I got a hot take on the statue thing. Um, I will say from a bobblehead standpoint, I'm not that familiar. I will tell you one of the worst moments of my childhood when I went to Wrigley Field with my dad at nine. Um, and they were giving away um, uh, Cubs replica 1945 World Series uh, bobbleheads and I lost it, which I don't know why he made me hold it. It was, I was like, the thing was probably the size of me because I was nine. 
So oh. there's that. Um, but he, he, he let it go and didn't bring it up for the rest of uh, our days. So <laughs> the other thing is okay, the sculpture thing, this is starting to happen a lot. And here's why. Now, Alabama doesn't have that problem because the sculpture's there. Saban incredible. looks like Saban and, and, and Bear, from what I could tell, looks like Bear. Well, I mean, minus yeah, the minus the beer cans like and, and he is, I haven't heard him speak, but yeah, it's like a gruff voice with a, just a lot of angry things and epithets about his wife. And yes, that is like Bear Bryant. I will say those things are hollow too. I didn't know this because I tried to high five Saban one time. Didn't go over well because the thing started shaking and I had to, I had to run away. So, um, <laughs> okay. But the sculpture thing, like if you think about it, like when people were like, like when sculptors were like a, a huge fucking thing, like if like sculptors were on hinge and, and successful at it, they were like finance bros of their time. But this is like, I don't know, 400 AD or BC, whichever one comes first. It does, or just, I don't know, in that time window. <laughs> who's, who's growing up now to be a fucking sculptor? Well, no I mean, one. well, who's the one that does the busts at the Hall of Fame? Like for, for pro football. That's Jerome Bettis. I mean, but whoever it is, like, like whoever does busts with a T. T. Oh. Okay. Um, but like whoever does those, like for the people who go into the Hall of Fame, like those are pretty spot on. Like, you think Oklahoma's, the guy's rate was like way too high? I don't know. No, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, like, a million. Like, like, I got to believe like Oklahoma probably has enough money to be able to like throw into, Hey, here's Baker Mayfield's statue. I mean, I, I'm with you though. Like I, I immediately started to think of no restrictions, no restrictions, Dennis, no. you know, it was, or, yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what happened with the, uh, the sculptor, you know, I could make it look like Baker, but, but you know, the implications, I just, it brought me back to, I immediately watched the Nothing's Dennis going episode. to happen to them. How much more clear can I be? I love that episode. It's so good. Such a good the show. Gang, the, um, okay. the, gang, the so, gang gets a boat is the best. The, the, other, the other part of this, um, you brought up Oklahoma. And I think this is a good point because there's two things of this, my takeaways from the Oklahoma spring game overreaction. They had, the mo- had 75,000 people, right? That stadium only holds, I'm pretty sure, like 83,000 or 85. So I still, I don't know if I believe those numbers, but regardless... It, like the petty part of me loves the fact that they showed up just to prove a point to Lincoln Riley. I love that. Right. Right. The logical part of me is looking at this and it's like, hold on. Cause, cause then it turned into like, this is where the Mecca of college football is in Barcel or unnecessary roughness retweeted and also shit about, or they tweeted it. It's like, this is the real of the heartland. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, first off, it's not, um, it's not the Mecca of college football, but also, it, they were doing it strictly in comparison to the USC spring game in LA, which right. had no one there, which fun right. fact, I don't know the numbers on the spring games and the history of the Coliseum, but I guarantee you they were probably pretty fucking similar, mainly because have you ever been to LA or California, like in general, and then right. have you ever been there on a Saturday mm-hmm. and who the fuck is going to the Coliseum in the worst part of town in LA but like, whereas if you talk about Norman, Oklahoma, it's like fucking, it's the Tiger King and tornadoes. The only two things in that state from what I know. I, 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 I saw that tweet. That was, that was yeah. well played by you. Um, I mean, like, it's like, it, it's college football. It comes down to who has better talent, who has better coaching right. and, and, and can win that way. I mean, what is this? We have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you? Like, I mean, that's seriously <laughs> like what it almost like seemed like. In Color like, Wars camp week. No, I mean, it just really is like, it's like, it's like, dude, this isn't an episode of cheer. All right. It's not like. Monica Aldama left your school and Ooh, went to go a, coach at, at, at USC. Like, get over God. it and, and get over yourself. Like, I, I just – Oklahoma fans are just really honestly, like, to me about all of this just being so ridiculous. Like, yeah, he's gone. Fair. He's gone, all right? And, like, everything you had in terms of playoff success and uh, – well, I guess in this case, no success in the playoff, just getting there. 
but still like Lincoln Riley was a huge part of that. Like, just like be happy with yeah. what you had. Now you say that you're happy with Brent Venable. Um, I think he's got a pretty decent coaching staff, but it's not going to matter unless they start getting better players to come play at Oklahoma. And you're not going to see the dogs ever again either, guys. So just realize that. Get over it. And I totally agree. I mean, uh, I can't imagine being a fan of a school who had a head coach that had a lot of success there. All of a sudden, he bailed. Uh, You tried to be all high and mighty and say, we've got a great replacement. Showed out for the spring game. Everyone was super happy. And then all of a sudden, uh, things really went downhill. Can't imagine being a fan of a school He didn't do it with a Christmas tree, so that's different. That's true. Now, Tyler, why would you, in a roundabout way, talk about Notre Dame fans that way? I don't really understand <laughs> the, the hostility there, dude. Um, okay, so one like I said, us. we're not going to recap. One of us. We're not going to recap the LSU or Ole Miss spring game on this episode. Uh, we'll do it when we can devote more time to it. I will say, I watched the first half of the Ole Miss game. Talk about a cold take uh, that I had putting Jackson Dart as the fourth best quarterback in the league might have been a mistake and then printing that publicly. Um, One thing that was not a mistake, the deep dive I did on NFL draft stats and numbers about the SEC. And most of the time when I talk shit about the SEC, it's either unless I'm comparing it to the Big Ten, it's usually for work. Like it's something to be proud of, but I'm not like. In real life, I'm, I'm not like a huge homer, or at least I used, not, I used to not be. I still hate the Big Ten. The numbers in the NFL draft, there may not be a week of the year that I'm ever a bigger asshole online, which is saying a lot, than this week with the numbers of the, the NFL draft and SEC players. Like every single stat, every single number, every single metric you look at in the last 15 years, they lead in every category. And in a lot of cases, it's more than double like the next, um, what do you call it? The next... Uh, uh, next closest conference. So, so are you opinions? Are you alluding to this being one of the props that you like for this year's draft? Oh, that'll definitely be on there. I will also say you guys haven't made comment about it, uh, but I'll say it since I don't know how Reddit works at thirty five. Um, just I try to give it a go, can't do it. That that thing that Elon bought. No, that's that's so that's uh, that is space. He bought the moon, from what I've seen. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? I, I don't know how Reddit works, but somebody sent me a message or a, a tweet saying the tweet or the graphic I made about um, Saban having 39 first round draft picks at Alabama since 2008. That's the same amount of first round draft picks that Georgia's had in their entire program history. It made the front page of Reddit. Now, fun fact, nice. and this is something that's going to shock you guys, that tweet was not well received. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, actually, People the more, hate uh, numbers actually, and stats. The legit thing that surprised me was then you turned around and did a different stat that was more in favor of Georgia, and Georgia fans still got mad at you. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this for a fucking second because this is this continues to be. There's a lot of our uh, listeners that like still follow me on Twitter, and they and I, listen. I get it. We talked to Graham Coffee last week on the UGA thing. I know I'm being a bit of dick at times. I really like. There's been few times that I've been like trying to ruin someone's day or think that Georgia fans are trash people. I've never thought that publicly but i will say <laughs> like so one of the cool things about this job is that we get paid to to talk about college football so i get to do that every day every day and then you know how much i love a deep dive how many times have i done something like this i post this fucking stat that lot. i found was that That's deep dives a lot a lot you love them <laughs> um i post this this stat i find out about kirby smart because of georgia fans like i said we're very upset about the 
actual factual statistics and information they were presented with yesterday. And I found out that in the first five years of Kirby, this, is, this will be his sixth NFL draft class, right? In the first five years, he has had more or the same amount of draft picks every year than, that Saban had, than Saban had in his first four, uh, five draft class at Alabama. Saban had zero his, his first eligible draft class in 2008. Kirby's never done that. That's how the whole thing started. But he, he's actually had more draft picks in four of the five years um, in comparison to each of their, their respective classes. I just thought that was a fun fact that everyone would like. And Georgia fans somehow patted themselves on the back for bullying me into... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, it's been a hell of a week, hell of a week on Twitter. Um, I think one of our listeners actually had this up. Uh, he said, we need a new segment on the podcast. Chris can't win, no matter what, every fan base is upset at some point. So we're going to turn that into it's a so segment. True. So true. Um, all right, listen, this is your thing with the tr- prop bets. You always do a great job that you take over. All right, so we're going to draft NFL, pro- NFL draft prop bets. So each one of us, we're going to do, what, five rounds. So each of us gets five picks. We're going to track oh, who wins the most. I thought we were just and- picking our, our fi- favorite five. Nope, we're going to do a snake draft. Why don't I want to give Dan, our favorite five. I'm going to give Dan the first pick. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, especially since it's in Atlanta, I'm going to go uh, Falcons wide receiver first pick. What Do you know the odds on that? Uh, it it plus money? in front of me. Shit, what is it? Uh, Hold on, real hey, quick. Fun. We should just do our five favorite uh, plus, piece. Plus 110. Because that way we can plus keep up with who has the most. What? I don't know. Just go ahead. I'm going to lose this every listen, year. Chris, I always lose listen, it. Chris. We're going to do a snake draft. So at the end, we'll all have five. Then we can I'll track th- who has the most. I'll go third. I'm going to give you the second pick. Okay. I'll go okay. third. So you want to go back to back, huh? That's what it is? <laughs> all right. So my first pick, I'm a little nervous about this one, but uh, total first round QBs over under two and a half. I'll take under for plus 190. Now, obviously... The two that are getting the noise and probably will go first round are Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. I am a little nervous because there are teams that could draft up to that last pick or second to last pick to take a quarterback because you get that extra fifth year of uh, con- you know roster or I guess contract control over the QB. So if you hit, it's great, but I just don't think there's any QBs that are worthy of a first round pick, honestly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the plus money and I'll, my first uh, bet will go. Total first round QBs under two and a half. Okay, so here's the thing about that, and this is this is why I kept trying to push back the pod, because so, I kept I kept scrolling down when I would see the props. And the thing is, like you, there's there's so many different prop bets. Like you can say like, when will this player get selected over under this many picks? You can say who gets the right. first overall pick, what the team's gonna pick. So Matt Corral, his his over under. Do you know what it is? This is on Bovada. It's like 34 and a half. Thirty four and a half. So, right. Yeah. And I would think that he's going to go. No, it's close. Like, it's going to be close. I, I, I saw something the other day and I can't find the link now, of course, but um, I think it might have been 247 Sports had just a, a hub of every single mock draft, like imaginable, right? They also had some that were the last update was like in March. So I don't know why they would even take the time to copy paste that. Anyway, there was one that was very recent. And I think this is fucking asinine and stupid, but they had Kenny Pickett, somebody trading up to the number two spot and picking him. No, oh, come on. Jesus. Uh, but think about, the, think about, dude, okay, no offense, but somebody fucking picked EJ Manuel in the first round. And, and who was and the other Christian kid? Ponder. And Christian Ponder. <laughs> that was probably just so his wife, but I mean, still, it's like, 
I, right. I don't understand like, like for whatever reason, like NFL teams will just simp as the kids say, well, for a quarterback in the first round every single year, every, <laughs> is that, did I use that right? I, I guess so, actually. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I, I, Perfect. I, I guess. <laughs> so um, I said, basically I say all that to say you're wrong and you're stupid. So my all first right. pick, my first pick, um, I'm going to take, Oh, here, this is the best one. First special teams player. First special teams player. Uh, oh, F. Hey, 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 there you go. Matt Areza. Absolutely. Robo, yeah. robo punter. Right? What do they call him? The punt god? Yeah. If there's yeah, anyone the else. from San Diego State? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, let me, uh, I think he's minus money, right? Yeah, one, uh, 125. All right. Back to back. We're doing snake draft. You yeah, I'm up again. So it's my turn again. Um, okay. I, am I on the clock? By the way, side note, can we talk about how the first team, this is the only year where it's any kind of fucking like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No I don't know. Yeah, never. Me either. We'll just skip it. All right. So my first, <laughs> my next first pick. Oh man, I got a ways to go. I'm going to go. So your second pick in, in other Mal- words. Yeah, that's what I meant. Malik Will, you know, I'm going to go SEC over 10 and a half. Fuck, I don't know what to do. I'll give Malik Willis first quarterback taken uh, for minus 130. Okay. I don't like so it you think much. he'll go before Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like that. All right, Dan. I'm up again. Oh, no, it's me. It's me. It's you. Yeah, 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 it's you. Yep. Um, okay. I feel like my first one's a little controversial, and it's it's definitely very plus money and plus 190. So I'm going to go something more of a, I think, a layup. First Georgia long. Bulldogs player drafted, Trayvon Walker, minus 1,600. Why would you bet that? Horrible odds, but there's absolutely no chance that anyone else from Georgia is going above him. So... I think How it's much money do you have that you're betting minus sixteen hundred? What is happening right now? <laughs> we're we're playing for potato chips. You can't bet in Georgia. Okay, that's a bullshit pick. That's a bullshit pick. Okay, you want all right? It's too easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. All right. I will then. I don't want to feel like I'm. I'm okay. Here, here's one. Total ACC players draft in the first round over under four and a half. Jesus. I'll take the under. <laughs> Who plus, well, plus one hundred five? So you got. Jermaine Johnson, Ikki Kwanu, Kenny Pickett. And then you got to think the only other player that has a chance in the ACC, I think, is the BC O-lineman, but he's a guard, so maybe maybe he falls. But even that only gets you to four. The number's four and a half. I don't, unless Notre Dame is considered an ACC school in this. They're not. Then I'm going to go ahead and take that. That's my second pick. Yeah, that's what's happening. All right, Dano. All right, so um, this one right here, Jamison Williams, we had uh, Jim Nagy on today from the Senior Bowl, and he had talked about how even with the torn ACL, Jamison Williams is top two, uh, maybe if not number one uh, in terms of receivers. So I guess this would mean that he's picked inside uh, the uh, first 14 for this uh, in order to work. So I'm going to go the under 14 and a half for Jamison Williams because I guess there was that video that got out today of – him supposedly looking pretty quick, running, you know, doing some sort of uh, shifting drills or something of the sort. So uh, I guess if that's already out there, teams are not going to be scared off of him. I've heard a lot of stuff this week saying he's going to be, there's potential he might slip into the top 10 because of like, he's way ahead of schedule. Um, Like according to Georgia fans, he was, should have been fine by the second half of the national championship. But I mean, um, yeah, like, no, I I think it's a good pick. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull a churn off right there. As he says, whenever we take shots, you're not helping. You're not helping. That's very fair. You're not helping. I got to say something, Dan. I'm on, uh, if we're all looking at the same website, we won't give any free ads. I got Jameson Williams uh, at 11 and a half. 
Still yep. taking that? Yeah, yeah I mean, so that was 14. So, well, no, 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 no. So under, I guess, if I'm reading this right, under 14 and a half would mean that he's picked inside the top 14. Yeah, right. I, the number that I'm looking at is 11 and a half is what I'm saying, not 14. Okay. Oh, well, I, I mean, the the one that I that I had in front of me was uh, was. 14, I'm going to give it to you. So. I, I, right. I, you know, yeah, I've got a guest. soft spot like for the guest on the show. All right. So then that means uh, the uh, virtue of the snake. Uh, I get uh, the next one as well. Uh, over nine and a half for Kyle Hamilton. It does not sound like Kyle Hamilton really impressed people during his ah. uh, pre pre-draft uh, workouts and everything. So I think that probably you were looking at a guy that's like 16, 17, 18, somewhere later on in the draft uh, getting selected. He's also, this is the guy that was a surefire top five pick in the draft all offseason until until around the combine his, and his stock is just keeps falling it's also a position that's not that popular in the first round um right. and necessary but yeah so that the tv show and the, you know, so we're gonna have chuck smith on tomorrow but uh, or later this week bob um this is awful that i can't remember his name bob whitfield former offensive yeah. line and left tackle for the, the falcons that's his nephew and and it's just it's crazy because i mean he is for for two or three years he's been like considered like an absolute lock at, at at, you know, at least in the top 10, but anyway, all right, Tyler. I mean, he had, he had, he had people at one point calling him like basically a younger version of Derwin James, just with the, yeah. the length. But then I think also though, too, people saw the Cincinnati game and they were like, Ooh, coverage there, would be a little bit of an issue. If there's a prop bet, if there was a prop bet, I haven't found it for Lewis seen to be picked ahead of him. Cause that, the, the odds on that would be incredible. I would probably jump on that too, but take a flyer on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. I'll do Kenny Pickett under 12 and a half. I think uh, so. Obviously, in the top twelve picks, kind of along the line, lines of thinking, if there is a QB to trade up for in the draft, it'll probably happen above, in my opinion, thirteen. And uh, you got the Panthers that need a QB. The Falcons may look at QB. The Saints have acquired picks to potentially trade up for a QB. So uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go ahead and take Pickett under twelve and a half. All right, that's perfect. My next one. You're I'm up. taking for SEC two, two over 10 and a half. Okay. okay. SEC over 10 and a half picks. Yep. I, like, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but I don't see how that doesn't. I'm, I'm shocked the number's that low. Now, I will say that, like, they had 12, I think, last year, or it, it was, like, tied for the most they've had in the first round. So 10 and a half is a lot. But I just think that Georgia is going to have a couple guys sneak up. Mm-hmm. I think Corral will get taken for the end of the first round. I, I just wouldn't be surprised. Like, like teams that are... I mean, everyone's in their, their research for the first round picks, but there's always a guy that sneaks up at the end, right? Like, like who was the cornerback last year from, from George Stokely? Stokes? Yeah, Stokes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, anyway, I'll have that one. And then... So, let's oh, just go boy. through it. I mean, because real quick, I wrote these down because this was going to be one of my picks as well. So, you stole it from me. Second, Trayvon Walker, Charles Cross, Evan Neal, Jameson Williams, Stingley, Jordan Davis. Ten minutes. Devontae Wyatt. And then you got... Nicobe Dean, Traylon Burks, Lewis Seen. So that's 10. Plus, you know there's going to be someone that's probably overdrafted a little bit towards the end. Corral. Um, I, I think you're going to be right there. I was going to go over 10 and a half myself. Yeah. I like I think Corral will slip or will sneak up in there for sure. Um All right. okay. And then also we didn't even talk about this, but think about the teams that are consistently drafting uh what do you call it? Um, SEC, players. SEC players. And and last thing too, if you, this is a big thing, like if you look at the project, like the most of us, when we look at a mock draft, we only read the first round, right? 
Like the top 10 picks consistently in the second round, it's littered with SEC players. So they can sneak right up there. Um, all right, my next one, I don't like this one as much at all. And I've lost my page. Good. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson at number two. Okay, so exact spot. Yeah, exact spot, number two. Um, Not the biggest fan of having to make that uh, just because of the fact that, I don't know, like like having to hit on the exact number, especially the draft is never like the most successful thing. But I think that now that the odds, which we haven't talked about, Trayvon Walker, his odds have gone from like over plus 2,000, I think, before the, the, uh, the combine. Now he's the overall betting favorite. His odds continue to increase in his favor. They're, I think they're, they were at minus 130 on Saturday. They're at minus 200 at the start of today, which is really good. Um, Incredible. Yeah. I think actually they were at minus 170 at the start. They're up to minus 200 right now. So uh, the other thing here. I, I so like that Hutchinson bet, though. It's a Trissa. He's a hometown kid. Right. And it's, only, it's minus 145. And the Lions have to do something to keep that fan base somewhat interested because no one gives a shit. Um, so I think that they'll take him over, over Thibodeau. I swear to God, if they take Thibodeau instead, I'm going to lose my mind. Obviously, the guy that wears like the whole like lion get up at games, I mean, I think he cares. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He cares yeah, I'm going to take lot, that one. By the that's, way. That's four? He does. Can you imagine him being at work on Monday and they're playing Monday Night Football and he's like, well, boys, I got to check out at noon. Got <laughs> to get the garb on tonight. Paint I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> no, you don't, Terry. We fucking know. We know what you're you the want. manager of an IT department. <laughs> I got. Um, I got. I got. I got to put on the lion's mane. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm up. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Now this is purely on odds. I like the plus money here. Don't know if I love the bet, but Kayvon Thibodeau over four and a half. I love you for that. I love that. Uh, I hate the bet, but yeah. Yeah, I think Hutchinson Walker go ahead of him. And then I think there's three tackles that you could, could potentially throw in the top four. Uh, maybe a couple DBs, probably quarterback you know, could get there. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, it's a gamble, but it is plus money. So I'm going to go Thibodeau over four and a half. We'll see. I wish we would have done your uh, Chuck Smith interview maybe before I picked that. Real quick on that. Did you see what Todd McShay's quote was this week? Because his, his stock has been going back up. But Todd McShay, they, they, they had his quote that it didn't go viral, but it was all over social media this weekend. But they said, and I quote, he's not interested in football first. And I should have said in that quote because that was not the quote. I made that part up. But it was something along those lines. Like he, he's like more interested in like, like he would love to be a broadcaster, but like, like he's a guy that likes what football can do for him instead of liking the game or loving the game, which who, when did we fucking bring that up on this podcast? Multiple times because we're NFL insiders and journalists. Yes, exactly right. Exactly. Also, the macro thing just dropped to 33 and a half. Ooh. Idiot. I'm feeling worse about my bet. All right, Dan, you're up for two. This will be your last two picks. All right. Um, over under four and a half. Pac-12 players taken. I'm going to go under. Um, I think that that is a very generous number for people to try to take the over, uh, which is plus 125. But I'm going to go under. I do not see over four and a half players uh, or, or, or five players that would uh, cash that in. So uh, four at the most. I can view us for first round draft picks in the last 10 years. Um, only Only ahead of the um the big 12 and it's like pretty close it's not good 
Yeah, there's uh, no doubt. Um, I see this one right here. Over 15 and a half defensive players taken. Isn't this supposed to be a defensive heavy draft? Isn't that what they're talking mm-hmm. about in this one? So uh, I'm going to go uh, over. I, I, I think that you're going to get slightly more defensive players by maybe a couple of players or so uh, as uh, defensive players taken. I like the under in that very same bet. So that's going to be my pick. I think it's an offensive league now. People value receivers more yeah. than they used to. A bunch of receivers end up hitting the in the hit the draft in the first round. I mean, potentially, there's a bunch of good tackles in this draft. Um, I am worried because there's not any tight ends that are are the the total for first round tight ends is over under a half. The under is minus seven hundred. Mm. So don't feel great about a tight end sneaking in. That does scare me a little bit, but I will go under on the defensive players taken. Right. Under 15 and a half. Well. That's my last pick. Very well. Very okay. Well. So I've got one since it's the opposite of what you did, Tyler, um, where you picked one at first that was minus 1600 uh, that no one would ever make a bet on. Um, I did one that was fun for everyone. Uh, I got, I got two here and you can, I don't know which one I'm going to pick, but there's, there's one for plus a thousand. Okay? okay. So 10 wins you a hundred, a hundred wins you a thousand. Malik Willis is the first quarterback taken. Garrett Wilson's the first receiver taken. Those two kind of feel like locks. Kenneth Walker III is the first running back taken. Brees Hall has the best odds out of uh, any of the running backs, but I don't feel like that's a – I feel like those two would be neck and neck. I don't know. Like Hall had a pretty good 40 time, right? But I feel like Walker had a really good combine as well and the production. Okay, so that's a parlay. Yeah, well, um, I mean, all the all three much. of those being first, yeah. So right. plus a thousand, wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel like it's that bad of a a, a bet. Uh, the no, other I one like, is this. I like that. Um, plus three seventy five. Oh, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Plus three seventy five. The first running back taken first. T- oh, actually, hold on. This just this just came up, guys. Oh God! The Breaking first. Here. First running back drafted, Kenneth Walker, and the first uh, what do you call it? The first receiver, Garrett Wilson. That's plus four hundred. But I'm going to take. Um, God dang it! Oh, here you go. Plus three fifty. Malik Willis, first quarterback selected. Jamison Williams, first receiver selected. Just the two. So you're like yeah. hedging a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna. If I was placing one of those, even though the, the odds are not in my favor, I would take the the one that's plus a thousand. So I'll take that one for fun um, instead of just you know trying to win this uh, fake game that we're playing. No, the uh, the winner of this gets to come on the pod as a guest. Ah! It's on. We don't we haven't done it. Don't do that. Don't do that. We, we haven't followed through on that in over a year. Um, okay, we have two and a half minutes. Yes. All right. So I, I have to say one thing that neither one of you reminded me to do real quick because it's important. Tristan Smith. Tristan Smith. So I wanted to say, uh, give a apology for one. And then um, also a huge shout out to Tristan Smith. Ooh, if you are a apology. Mem- I know. Um, if you're a member of the Facebook group, Tristan Smith is the guy who kind of drives some people crazy. Sometimes he's, he's one of my favorite people. Um, he's just a diehard Tennessee fan. Right. Um, and he drives, when I say drives crazy. It's like in, in like the best of ways. He mm-hmm. talks a lot of shit, but he's, he's the guy that like probably keeps that thing going the most because he posts, multiple times every single day. He just loves college football, loves the group, loves talking to people. It, it rubs someone the wrong way, I think. And at the, in the moment, because um, I was going to the lake and didn't want to deal with a bunch of stuff, I made the decision to remove him from the group temporarily. Oh, gosh. And it, was, it was a wrong decision. And so I wanted to say, and we had several people reach out, and this is why I wanted to say also thank you to the group because it, I haven't been in the group as much this year, but it really meant a lot that there were so many people that reached out. I mean, like over 10 
over 10 people reached out asking where he was mad that he was removed um, because how much they liked him, how much he has like meant to the group, how much he is involved in the group. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, so I wanted to say thank you to them. And also, sorry, Tristan Smith, and I love you. And it was a mistake that I made. Uh, and I'm glad you're back. And I don't want to say go Vols. I'm not going to say that part. Tristan huh. sent me all the Corgi shit for Christmas. Mm. So, okay. so yeah. maybe it's... Overall good dude. Overall good dude. Anyway, we have. Um, I wanted to say that before we go. We have a, a minute left. Tyler, you go ahead. All right. I just, uh, I just wanted to give a final breakdown of our picks, and then we can go. I'm, we'll track yeah. these. Dan, Falcons first wide receiver. Uh, our first pick is a wide receiver plus 110. Jamison Williams under 14 and a half. Kyle Hamilton over nine and a half. Pac-12 under four and a half players drafted in the first round. Uh, defensive players taken over 15 and a half. 25 mm. seconds. There's Not no that. fucking way you can do this. <laughs> Total first QBs. Post on Twitter. Post on Twitter. <laughs> under two. Okay, I'll just post these on Twitter. <laughs> we are running out of time. I'll, I'll hit the upgrade. How much is it a month? <laughs> Let's start GoFundMe. <laughs> All right. Okay. I don't know how I show. fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll get our picks up on the Twitter. Bye.